Christmas only comes once a year, but we ought to make the most of it. Amen? Hallelujah. The whole world out there celebrating, and they don't even know what they're celebrating, a lot of them. They've refused to let the let us put up our nativity scenes in some public places. They've taken the Bible out of the schools. But praise God. There's a witness out there today. There'll be a witness out there throughout the Christmas season. Hallelujah. I want you to open your Bibles with me to Matthew 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what, uh, what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found the, him, bring him word, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king... They, when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Hallelujah. Father, we know that your word brings life. Your word is forever settled in heaven. And your word is profitable for teaching. Lord, would you teach us this morning? Would you take very familiar scriptures and help us to glean that which would feed our souls? Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit would have full rule and reign in here and that God, his 
your spirit just might make these things real to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. It's awful strange that uh, the brother uh, Gill would be talking about joy in his class up there this morning. When we're going to be talking about joy down here this morning, kind of sounds like that the uh, Spirit's on one wavelength here. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we need to have the joy of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. As we read this story about the wise men, it seems that there was a scurry that took place in heaven There was a commotion caused by the fact that the Christ was coming to the earth. He was uh, coming in his humiliation. Peter said in his first epistle that the time was not known by even the angels in heaven of his coming. And only God knew the appointed time. And uh, uh, one of the uh, epistles says, in the fullness of time, Christ came. In the fullness of time. When everything was set, when the, everything was ready, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Hallelujah. But when the time came, even the angels in heaven participated. God sent his angels to announce his birth. God sent an angel to speak to Mary. God sent an angel to speak to Joseph. In fact, a whole choir of angels began to sing that night over the, as the shepherds were in the field in Bethlehem. What a rejoicing was going on in heaven. Hallelujah. And during the commotion, it seems that God must have spoken to some Gentile men. We don't know much about these people. There's a good chance that they came, uh, they were uh, Persian or that they came from Babylon over in that area. It just says they were from the east. But doubtless, these men were educated men. They were students, astrologers, scientists. They studied the stars for sure. And somehow they found out that these events could be known by studying the stars. We're told uh, they saw the star in the east. Upon seeing the star, they made a long, hard journey to Jerusalem. And we see here a marvelous revelation. 
If I was to ask you this morning, who was the first Gentiles converted to Jesus Christ, more than likely we would point to Cornelius' house where Peter went in and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. But the truth of the matter is, it looks to me like these wise men were the first converts. They came from a far country and they came and they bowed down and they worshipped Jesus Christ. Oh, maybe there's something in here that's supposed to show us that God had the intention all along that he was going to bring salvation not only to the Jews but to all of us. Hallelujah. But there's two lessons here that I'd like for us to learn today. I'd like us to gather light from the star and wisdom from the wise men. So let's start by looking at the light from the star, or the light of the star. This star was an unusual occasion. It was an unusual creation. And many people think that it was uh, maybe a comet. And maybe it was. Or it could have been a very special creation. After all, God created the earth, he created the heavens, he created the stars, he created the moon, he created the sun. God could have created a special star. And who ever heard of a star that uh, just moved across a, a, a little, a few countries and, and led directly and stopped over a certain place. I think it, in my thinking, it had to be a special creation. Whatever it was, it was revealed to the Magi that the Jewish Messiah was going to be born. And these men were so excited about it that they had to go and see this thing for themselves. God had told Israel to be ready for his coming. But you know, they were neither ready nor did they or were they ready to share the message that he brought. And so God we find turns to the Gentiles. The lesson that I find here is that if God can't find one of his people to do his will, he will find someone who is not his people that will do his will. Hallelujah. At any rate, God will not fail. This light was a leading light. It was a guiding light. This star led directly to Christ. 
It told men that Christ had been born in a stable in Bethlehem. Now these men had to travel over some rough terrain. It was an arid desert type terrain. We got boys over there in that part of the world today that if they could were here to tell you, they'd tell you just how hard that terrain is to travel through. But you know, these wise men would not be stopped. They had every reason to turn back. And most of us might have given up. You know, so often we give up and we miss out on seeing the glory of God. Think what would have happened if them, them men had as said about halfway to Jerusalem or halfway to Bethlehem, I give up, I quit. But because they hung in there, they saw the Son of God. Hallelujah. Like this star, we need to let our light shine before men. This star shone in the darkness. A light came forth, and it directed men to a Savior. And Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that, they, that uh, they'll see your good works and it'll glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so, from this, this morning, we can learn uh, that we need to set a proper example, a, a way uh, that, that leads directly to Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Daniel 12. Daniel 12. Verse 13. Or verse 3, rather. I'm sorry. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. We can be like this star, this guiding light. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, like the stars in heaven. Hallelujah. Which brings me to the second point, the wisdom of the wise men. It says the wise shall win. These wise men, in many, many stories, you, in many uh, nativity scenes, you see three kings. 
We sing the, the song, uh, We Three Kings of Orient Old. But these were not kings. These were astrologers. They were magi. They were, the word magi means wise men. They were wise men. And God's message, we see God, God's message in nature. Many scientists today say that the message we preach is fables. The message we preach is uh, untrue. Yet these first scientists, these first astrologers, had a message so clear from nature that they concluded that Jesus Christ was the Savior of the world was going to be born, and they, they set out to follow the star to bring him to the Jewish Messiah. God spoke loudly to these early scientists. God still speaks through nature. If you turn to Romans chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That tells me that you can look at nature, you can look at the world and the complexity of, of things. I don't understand. How can anyone study the human anatomy and spend six years in a medical school and come out and say there is no God? The human body is so complex that they have to have specialists for certain parts of the body. How could something that complex just happen? It's ridiculous. It's like saying, well, I've got a fine watch here, but it just happened. I, no one made it. It just evolved. You see, one day it was a little transistor, and then it... Hallelujah. The second thing here is God's message in his word. It's true that God has revealed himself in nature, but if you really want the details about God, 
then you must go to his word. This is God's revelation of who he is, what he is like, what he can do. It's all right here in God's word. You know, I guess they took a survey and they found that even in Bible churches like the Assemblies of God, there was many people who had never read through the Bible. And that there was many who went to church three times a week and yet did not read their Bible on a regular basis. And so I would challenge you, for 1991, that you read this book from cover to cover. Amen. That you put yourself on a regular reading schedule. Now, I know that Lee doesn't finish in a year. He reads at his own pace, but it takes him about a year and a half. Is that right? Well, that's all right. I'd rather have, him, have you finished in a year and a half than to read it so fast you don't understand anything. But you still need to be reading and praying over the Word of God. And they got some very nice little one-year Bibles. Uh, I used it last year, the New International Version this last year. They have it in the living. And it takes, uh, it'll take scripture from the Old Testament for a morning reading, and then the, in the evening you, you have your New Testament plus uh, a psalm and a proverb. And uh, it's a very good way of going through the Bible. But whatever way you pick, remember this is God's Word. How can we ignore the Word? Hallelujah. If you want to know exactly what God wants of you, what, where he wants you to be, what he wants you to do, you go to his word. And that's exactly what these wise men did. They went to Jerusalem, and they could have followed the star all the way, I suppose, and they'd have ended up in the right place, but they went to Jerusalem and they asked, where shall this child be born. And Herod gathered all his scribes and Pharisees and, and they determined from the Old Testament that he was to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, Judah. Hallelujah. And we should be able to determine things by reading the Word of God. There's a lot of prophecy that's going to be being fulfilled. As we approach the end of the century, you're going to be bombarded with it. But you've got to know what's truth and what's fiction. And the only way you're going to know is by studying the Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now when these men 
looked at the sky, they saw God. When they looked at the brooks or the land, they saw God. When we look at these things, we ought to see God. We ought to see how God's handiwork. You know, just think of color alone. Just think of color. So think how your life would, how drab it would be if everything was just black and white and shades of gray. Isn't it wonderful God gave you eyes that, that could transmit colors, break up the spectrum? Hallelujah. God is so good to us. And when we look at the beauty of a human being, the life of a person, we ought to see God in that person. Hallelujah. And when we look at God's word, we ought to believe exactly what it says. This is the word of God. Thirdly, I want you to notice that these wise men, they not only took a message from nature, they checked it out with God's word, but they were persistent. Persistent. When they saw the star, they, they wanted to know uh, Jesus. They wanted to know the Messiah. They wanted to see this thing for themselves. And they traveled far. As I already said, it was rugged country, and, and there was bands of robbers, and, and uh, you all know the story of the Good Samaritan and how the man was, was left for dead alongside the road, and there, there was robbers, there was perils, and you know what? They didn't even have a McDonald's or, or, a, or a Burger King, or they couldn't go to the steakhouse, and, and they couldn't call ahead because there was, there was no Holiday Inn, no reservation. And they couldn't journey by car, and they couldn't go by jet. They had to go by foot or by camel or on the back of a donkey. Can you imagine Mary making that long trip all the way down from Nazareth, 70-some miles, all the way down to Bethlehem to just to pay the taxes? And she was in the last days of her pregnancy. These men, they traveled through hardship. It was hardship for them. But they were persistent in their search for the Messiah. And they didn't go away discouraged. They didn't give up halfway there. God had spoken to them through a star. God is speaking in here this morning. How many of you believe that as the word of God is being preached, God uses those words and he uses the Holy Spirit to speak to people? I believe that God is speaking to people in here this morning. This message is for you. Hallelujah. God is speaking, but how many is listening? 
You know, it's amazing. There was probably millions of people that saw that star. How many people followed? Three. Millions of people have heard the message that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, Judah. He died on a cross in Jerusalem. He's become the Savior of the world. And they neglect it. Hallelujah. When God speaks to you, do you follow his directions? These men did because they were wise. Or maybe they were wise because they followed his directions. Last of all, I see, well, I say last of all, I got two more here. In verse 10, they rejoiced. They knew God was leading, and they rejoiced. How many of you here really believe God's leading you? I mean, it's a walk of faith, and, and the Spirit leads you day by day by day. You're being led by the Spirit of God. Are you thankful? Do you rejoice over the fact that God speaks to me? God listens to me. God hears me. God is leading me. God is guiding me. Do you rejoice over those things? We can rejoice over our salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. There's so much to rejoice over. God has given us a marvelous gift. His presence. Haven't you sensed his presence in here since you came in? I know he's here because I brought him with me. But there is. There's a presence of God. Where two or three are gathered together, he, he says, Behold, I'm in your midst. And that's worth all the hardships. Can you imagine how those three men felt as they came into the presence of Almighty God? Here's Jesus laying in a, in a manger. And the presence of God was in that place. No wonder it says they fell down and worshipped. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. For unto us a child is born. Unto us, make it personal, a son is given. Hallelujah. Last of all is the fact that they did worship. When they came into the house where the child was, the first thing they did they didn't stop and talk, fellowship, gossip. They came into the house, and because there was such a presence of the Lord there, 
they fell down and they worshipped. Sometimes we're so busy with our own thing that we can't even sense the presence of the Lord. But Jesus is here today. He's here with us. I like it. It says, immediately they came to him and fell down and worshipped. That was the first thing they did. These Gentiles who didn't even have the full revelation of what it was all about fell down and worshipped Jesus Christ. And we have a chance to take a few moments and just worship God for what he's done. And I'd like us to do that right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can either come to the altars. You can find a place at a pew. Let's spend a few moments in worship. Drawing close to the Savior. These wise men sought Jesus. They came into his presence because of their persistence. And they worshipped. Father, in this Christmas season, May we seek the King. May we seek the Lord of Lords, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Lord, you're the Rose of Sharon. You're the bright morning star. Oh, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And Father, we come seeking you in your presence. We come worshiping you because, Lord, you're worthy to be worshipped. You're worthy of our praise. What a mighty God we serve. What a compassionate, what a loving God. Oh, your love is uncomprehendable. It's so great. Thank you for that love that sent Jesus. What a gift. What a gift. Lord, we praise you, we glorify you.